I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. It's Christmas Eve and I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, we speak to Thomas Radzitski after he announced his retirement from the game. We look at the letter X in the A to Z of Arsenal. Adrian Clark previews a double game week at the chalkboard once more. We kick off by looking back at Friday night's clash against Liverpool with a couple of Arsenal insiders. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. We're here in the media room post-match after the Liverpool game. I'm delighted to say that Arsenal commentator Tim Peters and former Gunners goalkeeper Graham Stack joined me. And guys, a really entertaining game. But Tim, just a frustrating one in the way that after all the hard work, Arsenal couldn't get the three points. I found it the most bizarre game ever to commentate on, Russ, to be honest. I mean, me and Graham are still head-scratching, really. First half was, was pretty dire. First 10 minutes was OK. And then they, Liverpool just took full control. Arsenal kept giving the ball away. Liverpool should have been out of sight, but they weren't. And then all of a sudden, three goals in five minutes. You've got to say Liverpool helped them back in the game. But to be fair, Ozil's goal was brilliant. And then, sadly, the, the equaliser came. And then it's like, we'll take a point now. But, yeah, it was, it was one of those games. I think at half-time, at 2-0 down, you'd have been delighted with a point. But it was a strange game. It was. Let's just remind ourselves of that incredible barrage from the Gunners. Three goals in just over five minutes in the second half to go from two down to three-two up. Ozil drops the shoulder, knocks it forward, looks for Alexis. Lacazette inside the penalty area. Ozil leaves it for Bayern, gets across into the far post. Alexis with a header! Arsenal got one back! Alexis Sanchez, eight minutes after the restart, and it's 2-1. Liverpool's turn to switch off, and Arsenal are back in it. Here is Wilshire again, now it's with Jacker. rolls it over to the right-hand side. It will be, can't quite control first time, but keeps the ball in play on the right. Up against Robertson, rolls it back to Xhaka. Xhaka, 25 yards out, has a goal! Oh! 2-2! Manny Xhaka! Well, I'm not quite sure if Simon Mignolet saw that one or not, if it swerved in the air or it took a deflection, but we don't care because remarkably, unbelievably, we're all square. Here is Ozil, though, coming forward, looking for Lacazette. Back to Ozil, can he finish? Yes! Of course he can! Unbelievable, the Gunners go wild all in front of us. Lacazette with the assist, Mesut Ozil with a dink over Mignolet. Liverpool are completely shell-shocked here. It is Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. What a spell that was, Graham, and... Uh... 
the place was rocking at that point. It was a real change, wasn't it, in the atmosphere, to put it mildly? Yeah, turnaround in fortunes, performance, atmosphere, noise. It was just, uh, I mean, in the end, it was just, it was buzzing out there. And I just thought, here we go, we're in the ascendancy. You know, we look like we're back on it. We're, we're making tackles, we're getting close to them. We're limiting them to very little chances. They look to have been, you know, gone in confidence. You know, they look to be lost. And then all of a sudden, you know, we let them back in the game and they're back in the game at three or when it's like, disappointed not to have held out and won the game. But also on the flip side of that is, obviously, you know, early on being two, goal, two goals down and looking like we, we look like a, a team of lost players out there with no sort of, you know, no guidance, no sort of drive. We looked a little bit lacklustre and really unlike Arsenal, giving the ball away on countless occasions. But, I mean, in the end, I mean... We've done well to get back in the game. And as I say, we could have been outside. Czechs made a couple of fantastic saves to keep us keep us in the game. And in the end, you know, getting a valuable point. What did you make of Peter for that third goal for Liverpool? He was unlucky in the sense he got a firm hand to it, but the ball obviously had still looped into yeah. the net. Yeah, he'd be disappointed. There's no doubt in that. I mean, he's almost got too good a hand on it. You know, if he gets a slight touch on that, he can help it over the bar. I mean, in the end, he gets such a good hand on it. It takes all the pace out of the ball. And then it just obviously just drops in underneath the bar. So, I mean, he'll be disappointed with that. But, I mean, you know, leading up to the goal, I mean, he's made, you know, he's made a couple of excellent saves to, to have kept us in the game. So, I mean, they would be the positives. But, yeah, I'm sure, you know, when he looks back at that, he'll be a little bit disappointed. Um, Tim, what was your pick of the goals? I mean, Ozil's was brilliant. The power and purity of, of Xhaka's strike was superb. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's one of those bizarre moments when Lacazette... Uh, sorry, when um, Xhaka scored, because we were looking at each other thinking... How's that gone in? I mean, as you say, the ball was hit at a tremendous velocity, but Mignolet's got to do better than that. Even though it was hit with tremendous, tremendous power, it's got to be the last goal. It was a, that was a wonderful finish. Every time I look at it, it gets more exquisite every time I look at it. Lovely flick by Lacazette for the 1-2, and the finish was sublime by Ozil. But he's got that in the locker. We know he has. He's a brilliant player. And it was a, that was a fantastic moment in the game. And when you're a keeper, when you're up against Ozil, he just delays it, sees you commit, and then just jinks it over you, but all in the blink of an eye. Yeah, there's not many players out there that have probably got the ability to, to, to finish it the way he does. Almost waits for Mimley to go down, commits himself and just lifts the ball over the top of him. I mean, shows real, a real culture in that area. A lot of players would snatch at that and sort of panic and sort of just try and smash it as hard as they can. But a real composure in, in a position at two as well. I mean, what, you know, to, to put us three two up to show that amount of calmness in front of the goal was just typical, really. It just sums those up. Let's just hear a little bit from the boss and get his thoughts post-match. Here's what Arsene Wenger's just had to say in the media conference behind us. Uh, to be completely honest, could have been game over at half-time as well because we had a nightmare first half. We played too far from each other, not compact enough, uh, uh, not composed enough. And uh, overall, uh, in, uh, at half-time, uh, we could have been punished more. Manier just a chance just before half-time. And... Uh, I must give credit to the players because we, even at 2-0 we didn't give uh, in any weakness and uh, we have shown again great spirit and uh, come back. It's true that uh, I'm frustrated after 3-2 that you couldn't keep uh, the result, but overall what can you say? Arsene Wenger's take on the situation. Tim, who stood out for you? I felt Jack Wilshere again had a very powerful and a very industrious game. I'll give two names. Jack Wilshere, obviously, you have to say him. For me, he plays like a captain. And I'd love to see him wear that captain's armband as long as he can keep his fitness up. And it's looking good for him at the moment. He's getting a run of matches. He never stopped. His attitude was spot on from the start. A lot to like about Jack. But I've got to mention Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who I think is a really exciting prospect. Remember, he's actually not a left-back. 
Arsene Wenger's gone to great lengths to saying that he's actually more of a central midfielder eventually. And right-footed. And right-footed as well. And, but he's, he's a wonderful athlete. I keep going on about it. I bang on about it in commentaries. But he's, his athleticism is fantastic. Um, I, I'm really excited about him. He's a really good prospect. I commentate for Arsenal on the 23 games a fair amount of the time and he's someone that struck me for the last two years, Graham. As he's such an all-round player and that ability to fill in in different positions could be a hindrance, but hopefully for him, it is a positive. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's almost learning on the job, in fairness. He, he's not a left-back, we know that, but, I mean, the way he played today, I mean, I, I echo exactly the same two players in my mind were outstanding and he the, the recovery runs 90 second minute you know Emre Chan's got to the byline he's, he's looking to put a, a telling ball across our six yard box and he managed to make up ground and, and defend brilliantly uh, but he was outstanding today he's got a big big future um, who knows where he's going to end up playing but certainly at the minute as, you know while he's playing left back he's kept arguably the well not arguably he is the best player in this you know in the Premier League at the minute so I mean, there's no doubt in that and, and he kept him relatively quiet today especially in the first half he was one of the, our main you know our main sparks in the first half that could have come out of that with any credit. And, and again, um, I think Jack was, I mean, a captain's performance, led by example, took responsibility, got the game by the scruff of the neck, made tackles, penetrated with the runs and passes and really, really opened them up in the second. I thought, I thought it was outstanding. Which bodes very well moving forward. To be fair, Liverpool's second goal that Salah got, there was a tiny deflection that took it past check. I know Liverpool were on top at that point and we couldn't begrudge it, but an element in fortune, in a way, with both of their first two goals with deflections, actually. That's right, because the ball was deflected for Coutinho's header. But, I mean, as you said before, we can't really say too much. I mean, Liverpool were all over Arsenal for long spells before that. But it was more because Arsenal kept giving the ball away, inviting the pressure, and eventually it told, and Liverpool probably earned that bit of good fortune. But as we said, you know, at 2-0 down, the game, the game changed. Suddenly, it's amazing, isn't it? How many times, I mean, Graham must sit in dressing rooms when a side, I'm not saying Graham in particular, but just using Graham as an example because he's a professional footballer, but when the team scores a goal, they're the most vulnerable a minute after they, they score that goal. And, and that happened, didn't it, Graham? It was exactly that. Just a massive swing of momentum, really. I mean, goals, we know, goals change, change games. There's no doubt in that. But, but to get them in such quick succession... And, you know, in the nature that we did, you know, you know, mistakes and eventually, you know, through great play. But, but you could just see the effect that it had, not just only on the players, but on the staff. The, the, you know, Arsene Wenger's body language on the byline, Klopp's body language completely went the other way. The supporters <laughs> and me and, you know, me and Tim, it just it completely changed the mood of the place. And, and, you know, and in the end, I mean, I mean it, was, it was rocking out there up until, obviously, they equalised. So. Very exciting evening. Gentlemen, thank you for your fine work with it. Um, where do we stand on the big day? What's happening over Christmas in, uh, in the Peter household? Hopefully we're all over this cough and, and, and bad throat. I've had it too. You've had it too. My daughter's had bronchitis for two and a half weeks, which has not been any fun. But yeah, so uh, hopefully a quiet, a quiet one. Arsenal aren't playing until the 28th, which is amazing. I think it's the first time I haven't played on Boxing Day in years. So isn't it great? A prolonged Christmas period. Enjoy. And thank you for your time. Graham. what are you up to over the next few days? Um, I'm playing on a busy uh, festive period, um, Torquay uh, and Woking. So, um, and obviously having four children myself, you can imagine our house is absolutely mayhem at the minute. But, but no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. It's double both what we've got. So I can't even envisage having four. My God. Uh, farewell with that, pal. Appreciate your time. And guys, great to catch up on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast here at the Emirates post-match after the Liverpool 3-3 draw. Thank you. Thomas Radzitski announced his retirement on Wednesday, calling time on a fantastic 19-year career. Thomas made a very special call to the club and spoke to Arsenal media's Nick Brumsack just a couple of hours after the announcement to deliver a message to the Arsenal fans. So you've taken the decision to retire. How do you feel? 
yeah, obviously it's a it's a very difficult decision to to make because if you if you do something for such a long time and, and you love it, it's it's very difficult to to leave it behind you. So it it, it was very difficult, but uh, on the side as well, I feel it's a, it's the right decision. Uh, obviously, my my body tells me for a long time already that the body doesn't want to. Uh, do it anymore but always the the mind was there to to win and to keep playing and pushing me forward but uh, we have a winter break here basically now the whole December and uh, so basically when I start to prepare for the for the spring and I uh, I started to prepare myself for for the new season I just I just felt it's I don't want to do this anymore so so it's basically simple as that and I felt it's time to time to do it and and uh, and yeah, I have to deal with it now because obviously it's not it's not as easy as everything everyone maybe thinks. Of course, and obviously you started your career at Sparta Prague and, and finished there as well. Um, when you look back with a bit of distance, do you think you'll be pleased? Will it be a nice memory for you to have finished at the club you started at? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it's a great story that I, I finished. Uh, in a in a club where basically I grew up, so it was it was the plan for me that uh, um, basically when when I knew I I was leaving Arsenal, so it was only one place for me to go. So so my decision was that I will come back or I will retire already. So I didn't want it anything else. So uh, so in that time it it, it fit the bill basically uh, I can say and uh, yeah I think it's a lovely story for. Uh, for uh, a very young guy from Prague who spent after 16 years abroad and went back and finished the career where he started. So I think it's a nice story. When you look back at those 16 years abroad, you spent the last 10 of them at Arsenal, 246 appearances, 28 goals, two FA Cups, and I imagine many memories that stick out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, Again, I, I would for one last time. I would like to take this opportunity as well to uh, to again to to thank everyone at Arsenal Football Club. For for me, it's a it's a fantastic club. It was always an honor for me to to play for Arsenal, and uh, I had always a special bond. I would say as well with with, with the fans that uh, I think every time when I was playing that they. They knew that I'm playing for the shirt. I always played for the for the shirt because it was an honor for me to represent such a great club like Arsenal. And, and uh, one one thing is for sure, I, I I'm I'm gonna forever. Absolutely, and and part of the reason I guess that they loved you so much was because of your record against Tottenham. Um, you really seem to love <laughs> playing against them and scoring as well. Yeah, you know, I always understood the meaning the meaning of the. Of the derby because we have the we have a big derby here in Czech Republic as well with with Sparta and Slavia and later on when I played for Dortmund Dortmund Schalke that are both basically similar like Arsenal Tottenham so I, I always from the very young age I understood the the meaning of the derby and, uh, <laughs> and obviously it helped me as well that I was able to I mean with the fans that I was able to to score some lovely goals against Tottenham. Yeah, three goals against Tottenham, all brilliant in their own right. Have you got a favourite at all? 
Uh, I have to say, I enjoyed very much all of them. <laughs> because they are all special goals as well. Not only because it was it was the derby game and it meant so much for the fans, but uh, as well because those goals were uh, were simply great goals. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, of course. Your decade here, we, we won the the FA Cup in, in 2014. You'd been here eight years at that point and you played such an important role in that final as well, of course, in extra time. That must have been a really special moment for you. Uh, yeah, obviously, after such a such a great time, but that's what I wanted to, to, to win, a, win a trophy with Arsenal. So obviously, there's a regret uh, that we didn't win a league or, or, or a bit... Or, um, yeah, so the, the, the Premier League basically, but but after such a long time, it was it was a great moment. So for the fans as well, again the, the connection between players and and uh, and the fans that that day were absolutely amazing. So uh, again, I, I would I would uh, repeat myself if I would say that I have enjoyed every minute to play for Arsenal because it's a it's an amazing club and. Uh, uh, I always loved to play for Arsene Wenger and for his vision how the football should be played. So, it was absolutely great. The A. To Z. Or Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh, look, he got him. Bergkamp down Pires. Pires towards Henry. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. X is for Xhaka. Granite joined at the start of last season has gained a bit of a reputation for spectacular long-range efforts. Oh, that's absolutely sublime! Pick that one out! Granite Xhaka! Welcome to the Premier League! Welcome to Arsenal! That is wonderful from the Swiss international. X is also for another midfield general and foil to us over the years in Xavi. 
Barcelona star has played against us four times in his storied career, including scoring this goal in 2011. Yes, the great run. Great chance here. 2-1. And we're back all square in the tie. Zitsky gets beaten to start with, then Diaby gets beaten. Giroud falls to the ground. And Senya can't quite get back. And finally, X is for Xmas. It's another busy Christmas period for the team with four games in 12 days. And boy, have we had some memorable goals over the festive season. Oh, Brady won it beautifully. Look at that! Oh, look at that! What a goal by Brady! Oh, a marvellous goal! Designed for the big occasion and taken. Interception by Perez doing a good defensive work and then Giroud with a lovely faint flick. Arsenal breaking at pace. Giroud in the middle. Perez joining him. In it goes towards Olivier Giroud. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal by the Frenchman. Even he is surprised. What a finish. What a way to get 2017 underway. Arsenal 1, Crystal Palace 0. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, for the final time in the year 2017, Adrian Clark joins me at the Chalkboard. Clarky, how's it going? Doesn't time fly, it eh, does. when you're having fun? Absolutely, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I've enjoyed it this year. It's been good. It has indeed, it has. And what is the best thing about being a footballer at this festive <laughs> time of year? Well, it's a Christmas party, isn't it? Of course it is. Um, oh, I had some crackers here at Arsenal, I've got to say, down the years we used to... Yeah, have uh, have our own ones uh, within the dressing room, which uh, yeah, of which you can never speak again. Um, always quite raucous affairs. But we used to have a club one as well, a posh London hotel. I remember having food fights with uh, Ian Wright and Paul Merson and all that lot. Um, they made the mistake one year of having these sort of pom poms on the table that that got dipped into red wine. And Ooh. they became a weapon. And there was a lot of cross-table <gasps> red wine bombs going. It was, it was carnage. This is in a really posh hotel in London. And I do remember, I'm sure one of the players, I can't remember who it was, had a white tuxedo on. Oh. <laughs> which, which, which wasn't me, I hasten to add. But, um, yeah, it got destroyed. But, yeah, Christmas parties were always brilliant uh, when you're a footballer. Um, and also... Playing over the Christmas period is a bit special. I used to love playing on Boxing Day. The crowds were always jam-packed um, and there was just something a bit special about it. Especially, actually, when you go down lower leagues, it's like the crowd doubles. It's, it's remarkable. So, no, I don't think footballers mind playing at the holiday period. Clarkie, thank you for your thoughts on that as we build up to a couple of big games for the Arsenal coming up. Again, it's a, a key festive mini-glot, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, to devilish away games, not easy at all. 
Um, teams that are just languishing towards the bottom end of the table, but but teams that are desperate for points. And uh, yeah, these this is a precarious little fixture list ahead for the Gunners. Um, not easy to turn around within uh, a few days of each other as well. We'll start with Crystal Palace and what a job Roy Hodgson has done in recent weeks. A bit of a slow burner, but we kind of expected that, didn't mm. we? That he instills doctrines and training that take a while to reap their rewards, mm. but then when they do, you then get a sustained improvement and a sustained uplift. Yeah, it's yeah. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Actually, yeah, it's a bit of a slow burner, but look, he he's been a manager for this long for a reason. He's not he's not a busted flash. He knows what he's doing. He can organise a team. He keeps things very simple. Roy Hodgson. It's there's nothing too complicated about his his tactical awareness. Um, but he gets it right. And, and what I was really impressed with was was when he was without Christian Benteke, he put two wingers up top in, in Wilf Sahar and Andros Townsend. Not a lot of gaffers would have done that. Um, and it worked. It, it, it got them out of their rut. Everybody was suddenly excited uh, to watch Palace. The enthusiasm returned. And since then, the, the team has, has definitely gone on an upward curve. So, yeah, I, look, Palace, out of everyone in the bottom section, are playing the best, best football right now. Yeah, it's a remarkable turnaround. West Brom, in contrast, though, they changed a manager, a former Eagle coming in in Alan Pardew. For me, I'm not so sure that that is such a successful switch from Tony Pulis, but I don't know. Well, it hasn't been yet. Uh, I think it's such a departure in terms of style that it's going to take what, a long time because they're used to playing one brand of football uh, and Pardew um, likes a completely different style. So it will take a while for his messages to get through and just for the players to get out of certain habits. When you've been told to go long and high and, and work on set pieces, you know, all the time under one manager, when suddenly the next manager says, no, no, I don't want that. I want you to, to pass in triangles and move this way and that way and and, and, to, get, and to play with this attacking fluidity, then, then it can't change overnight. What I will say about Pardew, the problem he's got, is that the squad he inherited is built for one brand of football that he doesn't really want to play. A lot of big guys, um, not a lot of attacking flair. Um, so he's up against it. He needs to bring in the kind of players he needs in January. How much do we think Arsenal will rotate between these games? We've seen, obviously, two different squads yeah. almost come up during the cup competitions, yeah. but this is the time that it can combine in the Premier League. They'll rotate, I think, yeah, four or five changes. Um, but but he can rotate this year, Arsene Wenger, because all all the players are match fit and match ready because of the Europa League. Not a problem. I'm, I'm quite happy. And do you know what? I'm, I don't think there's a huge difference in quality between those in the team at the moment and those that are on the bench. I is it almost a problem because it's not massively obvious how to improve? No, it's, it's a problem because no one is stepping up to the plate and, and being absolutely outstanding. We're seeing a lot exactly. of six and seven out of ten performances, not enough eights and nines. Um, so for that reason, I don't think anyone can be certain of their place. But um, no, it, yeah, I, I'm hoping in, in these two fixtures that Arsenal can, can make statement performances because away from home, it's been flat, it's been a bit lethargic. We want to see two handsome victories here but but that might not happen these are these are two grounds that Arsenal have struggled at in recent times particularly the Hawthorns on New Year's Eve um Arsenal have, have slipped up there in recent times so um they've got to be on it we will allow you this time to do a 10 second team talk <laughs> we'll let you I'm gonna I'm gonna well, well I don't know if I've got 10 seconds do you know what it's a combined I, one I, about taking I, all six points please I, look I, I I, I can't really think of anything other than fight. What I want to see from Arsenal in these two games is passion and fight. 
if the players show passion and fight, their quality will shine through. Um, but they have to, because if you don't show passion and fight, we won't pick up six points and we need six points. Nice bit of finger pointing there for our <laughs> listeners from managerial Adrian Clark as well. Clarky, excellent work. Time to take festive stock on our ongoing competition. Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal, between you and I, is taking a brief pause over the festive period while we tuck into our turkey. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm pleased to say that the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor, Liam Roberts, uh, still joins us. Liam, how are you? I'm good, thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yes. Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve. So it's, it's going to be a Merry Christmas for one of you, uh, not so much for the other one. <laughs> Maybe for me as well. But, um, yeah, I've got some stats. So uh, half season of Brain of Arsenal. We've had 19 rounds already. Wow. Um, as it stands... Adrian has won seven rounds, Russ has run six, and there's been six draws. Mm, so at the moment, it's closer than I thought, actually. So 27 points for Adrian based on that, 24 for Russ, uh, but also we're going to have him bonus points for how many questions have been answered, how many changes. Mm. Adrian, you've changed seven times, mm. your subject. Russ, eight. So that's bonus points for Adrian. I'm not going to tell you how many yet. And questions. So we've asked a hell of a lot of questions <laughs> so far. Adrian, 49 right. Russ, 47. It's close. You, Ooh, you pulled it back last thought. week. Last week's win has been big for you. So, uh, yeah, pulled it back. Um, yeah, so that's how we stand. Going into the new year, um, Adrian, you lost the last round. So what would you like your new subject well, for when we come back? The assistant manager is somebody that a lot of the modern fans, the younger generation, don't know a lot about. We don't see him talk in the media that much, but I remember him as a really good lad. He was one of the lads. Um, so let's, let's talk Steve Bold. Okay, so uh, when we come back, it'll be Steve Bold against Matthew Flamini. Wow, what a head to head that is. <laughs> yeah, and now I've been dreading this moment, but um, yeah, I'm about to hand over uh, question duties well, to you this guys. Was... Liam's very own idea, Clarky, wasn't it? That he wants us to question him. It's a, it's a Christmas present for you. Thank you. I, I believe that he believes he's the true brain of Arsenal. This is, this is the reason behind it. Well, I asked you right. guys to come up with some questions <laughs> and you forgot to and you got the wrong questions, so, uh, yeah. We've since redressed that issue and it is the Premier League life and times mm. of Arsenal's number one and, of course, former Chelsea and Czech mm. Republic number one, mm. Peter Check. Yes, yes. Is it hot in here? It feels a bit hot in here. I'm, uh... <laughs> Not at all on this what, what, yeah. What's your target, Liam, just before we kick off? What's, what's the respect? I've gone three out of four. You it depends if you've four. gone week one questions, week two or week I three, think gone, I think I've gone, I've gone yeah. week two. Yeah. What did I do, what did I do in, in the rehearsal? What, I got, you, you asked got, me two questions. You got one out of two. Exactly. It? So if... Uh, yeah. Maybe 50%. Right, shall I go first, Russ? Go for it. Yeah, right. Uh, question number one. Um, Petr Cech was named uh, Chelsea Player of the Year for the first time in... which year? I'm going to say that will be... 9-10. Oh, so close. So close. It's 10-11. Much late, quite late Ooh. on in his Chelsea career. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, in May 2011, he picked up the Player of the Year goal. It's a bad Sorry, start. Mate. It's a bad start. Should I do one next? Yeah, go for it. Peter Cech broke the record for the fewest Premier League appearances to get 100 clean sheets. Yep. How many appearances was it? That is 180. Very good. Okay, I feel better now. I feel better now. Yeah, I feel better now. Right. Um, th this is tough. This is probably a week three question, but okay. I, I think you might. The Arsenal fans might enjoy this because we all know Petr Cech does not save penalties. It just doesn't happen, does it? Right. Um, 
He has saved penalties in the Premier League, um, but it was a while ago the last time he actually saved one. Yeah. Um, all I want is the year. That's all I want. I'm not telling you. I don't need the name of the player, the team it was against. Okay. Score, um, all I, all, just cast your oh, mind back. Remember. When do you think the last time Petacek saved, not was in goal for a missed penalty, but saved a penalty? I remember, see, I remember FA Cup missed penalties. I remember he saved one in the FA Cup final. He's obviously saved one Champions League final. Um, oh... I'm going to say... He's squirming, isn't he? I am. That's the a good question. in a pleasant manner. I'm going to say it TikTok. was... Do you want a year or a season? Uh, I've, got, I've got the exact date, okay. so you can... I, I don't mind. I'm going to say... 2009. Oh, it's not a great record, is it? Um, it's no. actually slightly better than that. Um, it was February 2011. Okay. Um, wow. Clint Dempsey, he saved a penalty from Clint Dempsey in the West London derby against Fulham. Um, He's since had two two that were missed, Jonathan Walters in 2013 and Wayne Rooney famously slipped over and and skied it over against him. But, um, yeah, it's it's, it's six years. And he's faced a lot of penalties since he's been here. Almost seven years since he saved a pen in the Premier League. Um, We love Petacek, but penalty's not his his strong point. Great question. Let's finish with arguably the most successful season for Czech and Chelsea. The newly arrived Jose Mourinho, 2004-5. Chelsea, 15 goals conceded, 25 clean sheets, remarkable stats. There was a Premier League record of minutes without conceding a goal. How many minutes was it? And who then surpassed it? four years later. Okay, I remember it was 1,025 minutes and then Van der Sar. Oh, and that. I'll give you an extra bit. Leon McKenzie was the goal scorer. Ah, oh, like... he showboated. Okay, two out of four. Two out of four. I'll on... take that. That is, that is week two slash three standard questions as well. It's not bad. I'll take that. Thank you, guys. Um, enjoy your festive merriment in the... See you guys. Merry Christmas. You've earned earned, earned your turkey now, mate. Don't have a day off. In the Roberts household and indeed in the Clark household as well. It's a great Christmas with you and the family. Thank you very much. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Lots of young mouths to feed. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Fantastic, everybody. We look forward to being back with you uh, in the approach to the new year. The final word this week is from all of us here at the Arsenal Weekly Podcast as we wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hi everyone, this is your captain here. Hi everyone. Hello guys, it's me Mesut. Hello everyone, wishing you and all your families a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. On behalf of the manager, the coaches and all the players. Merry Christmas everyone. Merry Christmas everyone. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Take it easy. Up the Gunners. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Thomas Rudzitski, to Graham Stack, Tim Peters and Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and find us on Acast these days. Remembering to get your questions into Clarkie for the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. We're back on Tuesday the 2nd of January to look ahead to the huge London Derby showdown with Chelsea. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 